0: Hello, and welcome to the Royal Hour Podcast, hosted by the one and only Prince Onyx. Join me on a daily to weekly basis with the Royal Court and I as we delve deep into a wide range of topics. From entertainment to politics, both professional and streetwise, to personal stories of things that we've experienced. From dating troubles to family drama and <laughs> even our own tea that'll get spilt. All from a Chicago perspective that at times can be viewed as worldly. You can find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, and more. This is a show that you don't want to miss. Thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx. I just want to say first and foremost, thank you to the Anchor FM app because without it, the Royal Hour podcast would have never been able to see the light of day. Here at Anchor FM, it is a free 99 app that allows you to record and edit your podcast with all the tours that are available to you. And again, did I mention that it is totally free? Oh yeah, it is free, free, free. And this app is free It's free It's the free 99 for me With this app, of course, like I said, it's free You get to edit and record your podcast You have all the tools available And it is distributed to other podcast platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. So be sure to join Anchor FM today and let them know that the Royal Hour Podcast by Prince Onyx sent you. Thank you. Ciao. (laughs) Hey, everybody. What's up? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx. And I want to welcome each and every one of you back to the Royal Hour Podcast. So today... I don't know if this will be another Negro Twilight Zone episode, but then again, it might be, but it probably won't have as much entertainment stuff going on just because it's honestly been a bit of a slow week. Um, I'm not really into like fashion week and stuff like that, and this is a podcast, so you know, why would I describe, well, yeah, why would I describe clothes to you guys, even though I do have that ad, but that's a whole nother conversation because it's for a Black-owned business, ha ha ha. But anyway, enough about that. I just want to first... Shout out everybody who listened to last week's episode. And I thank y'all who listened to it without me having to share the episode to y'all. Because here's the thing: I get that everybody is busy. We all have our own lives outside of this stuff. And yes, I do release my show on a Saturday when you know Saturday is a busy day for folks. They going out, or hell, there are people who are working or whatever the case is. And I just really want to thank y'all for rocking with me and fucking with me because. It's a lot, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really have had to be in deep thought into myself for a minute just because I am really in the process of restructuring my whole entire film series, Confusion, the supernatural, horror, science fiction, fantasy series, you know, just because of what's been going on with casting and with these actors, which that could be an episode in, in, ooh, excuse me, in and of itself. And... I just, you know, in the process of that, and on top of that, writing music and getting this EP together, the track list, and when I'm going to start recording and all types of shit, you know what I'm saying? So just, it's a lot, but I thank y'all for tuning in. And last week I challenged myself to not share the episode with anybody because I was like, you know what? Don't share it. Let's see who really rocking with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's see who really plays the episode, who listens to what you got to say, because I got a lot to fucking say. And while, yes, it's just me here by myself, and that may change one day, I started this because I was just like, all right, I wanted to bring people in. I had a lineup of people I was going to bring in to be like my, my you know, it was going to be like a Prince Onyx and Friends type of show. You know what I'm saying? Me and my lovely variety of co-hosts and stuff. But, you know, with everything that was happening last year, you know, me going through my heartache and, my, and that whole situation and all of that, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do this solo dolo. I'm not going to depend on nobody because when you depend on people, and I've had to remind myself this and I've had to learn this several times, when you expect you out of others, it's easy for you to get disappointed but when you expect things to go one way and they end up going the other way, you set yourself up to be disappointed. But when you don't expect anything and you just let stuff you know, run its course, you let things be what it, whatever it is that it's supposed to be, you let people show up in the way that they're supposed to show up versus you trying to force them, oh, sweetie, you you find that peace, you know? and that's what i've had to do it's like this year has really been me just sitting back and watching everybody from afar and i'm just like all right i see how you move you know um and it is what it is you know it it is what it is because i just know who's really for me and who's against me you know again hell lose having that fallout with my friend of a decade that i had recently unfortunately which is about yeah about like over a month ago coming up on two months but that right there really hit me because that wasn't on my 2022 bingo card. But, hey, it happened. And just, you know, that whole situation ended of itself. Like, it's funny because in that situation, she recently emailed me. And it was funny how she preferenced the email with, we're not speaking, but I wanted to let you know. She had let me know about, like, a film grant or something like that here in Chicago, and I simply thanked her for it, and I proceeded to block the email because it's like, it's funny how you want to say such heinous, god-awful things when we have our, our this big blowout, the point of no return type shit, but then you want to turn around and say, we're, bitch, I know that we're not talking. How about that? Like, you don't have to remind me that we're not speaking. I was surprised to fucking see that you had emailed me. So I know that we're not speaking. I know that. But for you to show that you still care about me, girl, okay, Whatever. And, you know, there's other people who I feel like, you know, have not really been showing up for me like I've been showing up for them. And our time will come to talk and have that discussion. And I'm not saying this in a way to be malicious or be an asshole or come off like a jerk. No, this is just me keeping it a fucking book. It's like, hey, you see how I've been showing up for you. And that was pro bono. That was free game. Now that I'm charging. It's a dip motherfucker singing a different ringtone. It's like, nah, understand that whoever, if you paying somebody else, nigga pay me too. I deserve my worth. And if what I'm charging you is too much, nigga, we can do payment plans. I know what that's like to have to, you know, try to work things out with folks. Like, hello, what the fuck? Can I wake that shit up? Like, I know what the fuck that's like to deal with folks. I would, we can do a payment plan at the bare minimum. Because, see, the problem with giving out discounts is niggas won't expect that every time. But I can't be a every time type of business person. That's not, you know, and we'll talk about that a little later in this episode. Um, about business things and just my thoughts on some, um, you know, some just some some thoughts on some things. But anyway... Yeah, again, I just want to thank y'all for those of y'all really rocking with me and really fucking with me because what I do is not easy. You know what I'm saying? This is, hell, whether you're doing it by yourself or it's you and a friend or a few friends, it's not easy. You know what I'm saying? Week after week, day in, you know, day in and out, day in and day out, just trying to create these conversations and having these objectives and putting it out there in the universe. And again, even with this podcast, like I don't expect to have like a 100,000 subscribers fresh out the gate. I know that I got to build that shit up. You know what I'm saying? But where where I did fuck up was, I really was expecting friends to show up as far as listening to it actively, you know, being subscribed, getting the reminders when an episode drops because I'm on Spotify, I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Stitcher, I'm on Google Podcasts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm thank thanks to Anchor, you know, I'm able to be spread far and wide so you can have access to Prince Onyx cuz you know, I have friends who have Android phones, so that's why I'm like, hey, I'm also on Spotify. I got friends who have iPhones like myself. I'm on Apple Podcasts, you know, things of that nature. And so you know, I just I do my best. I do my part because again, I'm by myself. And I just thank y'all for really listening to me. I thank y'all for listening to me. I thank y'all for rocking with me. These niggas is really out here because I'm recording this and I'm looking out the window. So if y'all hear like a loud booming sound and shit like that, these niggas is really on a boat letting the chopper go off, a.k.a. fireworks. But anyway, child, fuck them. I mean, hey, might as well because yesterday it was a rainy day. But yeah, they are really letting that shit go off. All righty then. But anyway, I I think each and every one of y'all real talk for really rocking with me. And it means a lot. And that's why I always say, leave a comment, five-star rating. Hell, text me your thoughts and views on the latest episode. You feel what I'm saying? Like, let me know what y'all think, because this is a collective. When I say the royal court, that's y'all who really fucking with me. That's y'all, my royal motherfucking court. Like, yo, the Kings, the Queens, the the Dukes, the Duchesses, the, the, the Counts, the Countesses, the Prince, the Princesses, all of that. Like, Yo, even the royal jesters, you know, got to have a motherfucker to make you laugh other than me, (laughs) you know, I fuck with y'all the long way. And I thank y'all because, man, if y'all just only knew the shit that I've had to deal with just mentally, spiritually and emotionally, like, like I had mentioned earlier, and I'm going to wrap this segment up, this little intro up, because I've definitely overstayed my intro. (laughs) But like I said, the fallout with me and that friend, like that shit still hurts, dog, because it's 10 years just down the drain because... I was not in a financial space to help you pay your rent. But then on top of that, you made it seem like I owed that to you for after everything that you've done for me. It's like, see, something that I learned recently is that when it comes to this spirituality stuff, you are making a commitment to be a servant and you're you're doing acts of service and servitude, be it to your ancestors or the Orishas or to whomever you are praying to and who you've made a pact with. So I say that to say like, being that you are a healer, you helped me out You know, with with no, you didn't expect, and you you help people out and you don't expect anything in return. You do it because it's from the heart. But the moment somebody starts expecting shit in return, that's when stuff turns sour. And then it's like, okay, you've turned this friendship, this relationship, this bond into a transactional joint where if I don't do this, you're going to do this. If I don't do this, you're going to treat me this way. But if I do what you need or do what you, what you say I should do that you're somehow trying to make me think, Oh, everything will go away. It's like, dog, if I would have helped you make your, you know, pay your rent back in May, you would have still been talking so much shit about me. We would have still been arguing, cursing each other out. I would have called you everything, but a a child of God, you would have said everything about me, you know? And it's just like, I I was done with this shit, but it just, it, it just, and it hurts not, but and it hurts because in a million years, I never thought this friend out of everybody else would have turned on me, yo. So yeah, man, I, that that shit really fucks me up because I, I just think about how, wow, you really said that shit. You really said that shit, but then I had the nerve to email me. And it's funny how, again, you had to remind me we're not speaking. Bitch, I know we not. So I just, it's so funny, man. It's so fucking funny. But you know what? Like I said, everybody else going to see what I what I've had to witness sooner or later, just like you've just like she said about me, which is like, girl, what is there to witness about me? Cuz I keep shit transparent and I keep shit honest. I'm a man of my word. If I say I got somebody, guess what? I got them. But that's because it's out of the kindness of my heart, you know, act of service, servitude. And or if it's pertaining to business, hey, I'm going to get you when I can get you. But especially because, you know what, y'all, there was no contract signed between me and this friend when it came to her helping me with confusion. But yet and still, she still will be getting credited for her contributions. So while you want to make false claims of me stealing your work, sweetheart, you're still being credited. If I was a shiesty nigga, I would have removed you from the scripts that we worked on together. I would have removed everything that you've contributed and put my own name there. And I have not, nor will I. But, you know, hey, I, I'm I'm this bad person, apparently. OK, I'll be that. I will be the villain in your origin story, because at the end of the day, we are all someone's villain in their origin story. And I'm OK with that, even if it is a former friend who I'm now the villain in her story. Great, I'm glad I'm the villain in your story because clearly you you needed somebody else after your ex-boyfriend who did what he did to you, your mama, and all these other fake-ass friends, especially that one chick who literally drugged you up and tried to pimp you out. You now need a new villain, and I'd happen to fit the fucking bill. Congratulations. Round of a fucking applause. So... You know, it is what it is. Like, I, I, I've just started to let go of a lot of shit and fear is one of them because I was so fearful of what you might do or say about me. But it's like, ma'am, whatever narrative you got about me, you could have that shit. It's your narrative. I'm not finna defend myself to your friends who already have an idea of me based off of past fallouts and interactions between us. Fuck that. I ain't got shit to prove to nobody. I really don't. So there's that on that. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go ahead and get this show started. We're going to get really deep today. We're going to get a little going to get very not a little shit. We're going to get very personal because I feel it on my heart that I need to share this with you all, because someone out there is going to listen to this episode and be like, this is me right now. And that's, that's, the, that's something that I had to realize during the first season, which is why I did that revamp and I scrubbed all them episodes of them, because Jesus Christ, I was really in a bad space. But the important segments I kept in and the non-important segments I removed because the objective with this is to help folks like me, guys like me, you know, for, to the gay black boys on the South side of Chicago, and even on the West side and the North side and wherever else you reside, who have dealt with what I've dealt with, who are dealing with the same, same stuff that I have dealt with. You know, I wanna be a beacon of hope for y'all. You know what I'm saying? So that when I'm accepting these awards and getting all this, you know, everything, acclamation and critical acclaim and shit like that, I have y'all to thank. And I want y'all to see me being that, you know, role model for y'all, which I know is a lot to take on, but you know what I'm saying? Being that beacon of hope. Shit, that's a lot to take on. But being a role model, you know what I'm saying. That it's like, hey, look, I got my fuck ups. I'm human, just like you. But look at where I'm at versus where I started. You, you feel what I'm saying? So that's like one of my object- objectives is to just reach out to them and just be like, hey, I, you know, we we share some same thoughts patterns and things like that. And you know, people can call us unhinged and this, that, and the third. And oh, you're too passionate. You're too this. You're too that. Child, a lot of y'all ain't even human no more. So what the fuck does that? What the fuck does that even matter to a nigga like me? About how you saying that I'm coming off? Fuck you. But anyway, y'all, we finna go ahead and start, and I will get to y'all after this little commercial. Cause you know a brother gotta pay bills. I got to pay my bills. Me, <laughs> I'll be right back. I'm pretty sure most of you are familiar with the line from the Notorious B.I.G., Black and Ugly as Ever, However. So I'm here to tell you about Black and Ugly, a clothing line where the phrase itself is an oxymoron and it is not everything that you think. Rather, it's everything you think it's not. Here at Black and Ugly, you are going to find unique pieces of clothing from hats to hoodies to sweatpants to camouflage pants to backpacks to little pins that you can put on your backpack as well as your clothing down to jackets, hockey shirts, so on and so forth. And mind you, this is not your typical average wear. No, this is wearable art created by a black woman for for the people by the people. This is like FUBU 2.0. Black and ugly. It's everything that you think it's not. Be sure to head on over there and let them know that the Royal Hour, Prince Onyx, sent you. And hey, 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 everybody, and welcome back to the Royal Hour podcast with your good guy here, Prince Onyx. So, I wanted to talk to y'all about something that's very deep and personal to me, and I probably will talk about this again. And that is body dysmorphia, which you know, in the gay community, it's so apparent, you know, with gym culture and having a certain physique and looking this way and having this type of shape and this, that, and the third and having to have the chiseled chest and the abs and the fat ass and this and the thick thighs and da-da-da-da, you know, all this superficial fickle shit, right? And for me, it, it has really fucked me up, I would say, since high school, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I used to have a... My, my, like my, okay, my ass used to be a little bit bigger. Like, I ain't saying like a or nothing like that. like But it was a little bit bigger where it's like, okay, and, you know, I was loving it. I loved how I looked. And I still love how I look. But with body dysmorphia, it can hit you at the most inconvenient, you know, inopportune times. And you just start comparing yourself to everybody else and feeling like you're in this weird competition with them when you're not. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I remember... I was talking with a friend one time and this was during a, like I was dealing with some body dysmorphia and my friend had got so mad at me. And it's crazy how me and them are like, the, are, we are the best friends today. But back then, a few years ago, man, I came so close to knocking that motherfucker head off just because they would be so fucking rude to me, but then would run to me for advice and shit like that. But I couldn't come to them. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's some shit that we we've worked out. But I just remember this one instance and I reminded them of this shit too. Not because I was being petty. I just wanted them to remember, bitch, you were this way a while ago. So it's funny how I look at you now, you know? And again, not in a petty way, but in a way of, huh, look at that. So I came to them about how I was feeling insecure and they just went off on me and they were like, oh, well you need to da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I'm just like... Damn, bitch! Like I'm literally coming to you as my. This is why I really don't come to a lot of my friends. No more. I just figure shit out on my own, like with my the help of some psychedelics, aka some edibles. And next is will next will be shrooms because it's just like sometimes trying to talk to other beings in this metaphysical plane can be exhausting as fuck because. You'll have people who don't really know, who pretend to say that they know what you feel like or they know what you're going through, but they really don't. Then when their time hits, oh, bitch, then they want to run to you. And then it's just like, see, because of who I am and because I'm just a real ass nigga, I'm going to still have a seat for you at my table. But don't think for a second I don't want to stab you in your fucking hand with a fork and be like, look here, bitch, the next time you really try me like you just like you did the last time, I'm kicking your shit in. Because I was really going through it where I was just comparing myself to these niggas who, you know, a lot of guys who have the muscles, the abs, the body, yada, yada, you know what I'm saying? They get endorsements from different companies. They get these brand deals and sponsorships and things like that, you know, being an IG model, an influencer. And while I necessarily would not call myself an influencer. I am a content creator. I'm a filmmaker. But I just feel like because of how I look and me being a dark-skinned man and because I'm skinny, you know what I'm saying, like it's just damn like why can't that be me? And I know I should you know, definitely get in the gym and start working out and that way I'll see the results in about, you know, 6 months to a year or, you know, however long it takes, but it's something that I have to commit myself to, which I'm willing to commit myself to. But I just remember in high school, I used to joke with my friends and I, and I was like, Chad, I'm going to fuck, when I get famous, I'm going to fuck around and be the, the next little Kim. Which was, in hindsight, fucked up to say just because of how people talk so much shit about her and they don't understand that she is a victim of featurism, colorism, and body dysmorphia. And I love Little Kim, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, but it's just like, it's something that folks don't get unless they really, they're really in it. You know they don't fucking get it unless they are really in it. You know what I'm saying? To have to always wonder, well, damn, like when you're on the apps and you're wondering, well, like, you know, because I've I've asked I've asked guys plenty of times, what made you hit hit me up? What made you match with me? What made you respond to my message? If they didn't hit me up first and I hit them up first, if the conversation gets deep enough to where I feel comfortable asking them, what made you, you know, actually want to swipe? swipe right instead of swipe left because you know when you see the images of how gay men are portrayed again they have the the body yada. they look like fucking greek gods they look like greek and african gods you know what I'm saying like they got the body they're stacked they're this they're that but the only but the fucked up part is a lot of them same dudes don't even have personality yeah, you know, hell, like uh like Bill Bill DeVoe said, never trust a big button a smile because a lot of these niggas don't be having personalities. And that even goes for the sex workers too. They just a pretty pretty face, big dick or fat ass or both, and that's it. And muscles. They ain't got nothing. They can't tell you what their their likes and dislikes are genuinely. They, you know, it's like it's like talking to a fucking brick wall. And You know, I be and it's times like it's things like that where I have to be like, you know what? Thank God I have a personality. Thank God I have other attributes to myself, you know, outside of my physicality, my physical appearance. Thank God I have other things that draws people to me, my intellect, my energy, my vibe, my aura, my whatever, like my thoughts and views, my pro blackness, my militantness, my the just how I operate and how the fuck I get down. You know what I'm saying? Like, people really want to know, well, damn, what's on this nigga's biscuit? It's a whole lot. I'm just hoping that if I, if, and if you want a slice or a piece of it, you better be ready to bite into it and wake your ass up, because, see, I'm going to give it to you raw and uncut like Colombian Coke, okay? Like, you know, so I'd be thankful that it's like, all right, yeah, I don't, I may not have this, I may not have that, but you know what? <laughs> Shout out to my dad and his genetics, because at least I have a big dick, and I'm just, look, I'm being transparent with y'all. Hey. You know, so I'm thankful that I won the genetics lottery. You know what I'm saying? It's just that there are there's just other things, like having a, having a bigger butt. Like, not too big to where it looks like I got a BBL, but something that looks, na- you know, natural in proportion to my frame and my size, you know? And just, you know, because, like, when I'm looking at myself naked at times, I don't feel beautiful. I don't feel... Pretty, I don't feel handsome, you know what I'm saying? I have to really look in that mirror and instill reinstill that into myself. You have to train yourself and you have to unwire, rewire, deprogram, unprogram, and reprogram your mind. Like a, it's like reverse brainwashing, you know, because again, media is a very powerful tool, and in this country of America. Media has done a lot of da- done a lot way more damage to black folks than to any other group. Because they don't want us to acknowledge our beauty unless you fit the bill of what they deem, you know, the Eurocentric standards of beauty that are even implied even within the gay community. Especially well, the black gay community that's implied to us from the Eurocentric gay community. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I there have been times where I have hated myself. There have been times where I just felt so, shit, like like TLC, TLC said, I felt unpretty. And I remember I was having a conversation with a homie of mine's, and, you know, he said something that was very poignant, and I really respect him for that because he a real ass nigga. And, you know, I was telling him about my body dysmorphia and stuff like that and how, oh, I wish I had, you know, a bigger ass and da-da-da-da-da. And he was like, you know, having a big, having a fat ass ain't everything. You're talented. You're intelligent. You're beautiful. You're handsome. Like, oh, fuck, because I don't want to get emotional. But if I do, fuck it. Him saying that to me, and you know who you are, bro, (laughs) if you're listening. Him saying that to me meant a lot just because I'm very proud of him and everything that he's been accomplishing. And the fact that we we have a bond to where, like, he's... He's self-aware, and I love that about him. He's not just a, this big, beautiful himbo, like a you know, nigga with muscles with no brains. He has the brains, the beauty, and the bronze. And he understands his platform so much so that he's willing to help me out the kindness of his heart with my projects, with my work, you know what I'm saying? And that means a lot to me because he doesn't have to do that. But when you have people who are, in a space that you want to be in and they understand their privilege they re- and they turn around and reach back out to help pull you up with them, that speaks volumes, you know? But yeah, I just, you know, I've, I have felt unpretty. I felt like, damn, like I should look like the niggas in the porn with the fat asses that's getting clap, clap, clap. I should look like them. I wish I could twerk like them while taking dick. Like, again, these are thoughts that I've had. And... I really have had to just remind myself that it's like, hey, you are beautiful. You are enough. You're more than enough. You're more than enough. And any man who's ever made you feel like lesser than, fuck them. Because mind you, I've had to even remind myself, even, the, even though a lot of these niggas and the, a lot of dudes I have messed with were fuck niggas. I was able to pull niggas with, the, with my body looking like this okay, I was able to pull niggas with my body looking like it is looking currently. Not saying that I'm bad built or nothing like that, but it's like I was able to pull them with my body looking like this. And before they even knew what the body looked like, it was other shit that attracted them to me. My face, my eyes, my smile. You know what I'm saying? Like I've had to really remind myself of who the fuck I am. And I say that to say, to anybody listening who is dealing with body dysmorphia, remind yourself of who the fuck you are outside of that shit. Because here's the thing, like these same niggas who be getting all, who be in the gym 24-7 and they the gym rat, gym head niggas, them, them abs ain't gonna last for long. You, I've seen so, I've seen quite a few niggas who was muscled down, body down, who are now chubby and would be considered out of shape. But they still pulling niggas left and right, and they've had to clearly have a, a conversation with themselves on you know what? Not even a, just a conversation, but they've had to reflect on who they were when they had the body, yada yadi, the muscles and everything versus who they are now. And nine times out of 10, they love who they are now versus who they were, because who they were was the stuck up, superficial, You know, oh, if you don't look like this, I can't fuck with you or oh, I will fuck with you. But you're going to think that I'm only fucking with you because of something else. Like you got money or you're this or you're that or I feel sorry for you. You know, like they had a different they had that mean girl, that black Regina George mindset. So for them to come out of that and now looking at looking at themselves and how they look, they've had to grow to love themselves to where, you know, they'll be like, hey, if I had the opportunity to go back to how I used to look, I wouldn't do it. Because that version of me was horrible to other dudes who didn't look like me. Now, I look like the same dudes who I turned down. The fat dudes, the skinny dudes, the whatever type of dudes. Like, now they look like us. And we trying to look like them. Like, this is really some nigga Twilight Zone shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, the blind leading the blind. Like, we all trying to chase for the cheese. The chase for the cheese. But that cheese that, that we're all trying to chase, that shit has been laced with, with arsenic, rat poisoning, probably got some mold on it. It's government cheese at that. So, hell, the rats ain't even really trying. The real rats in the streets ain't even trying to eat that shit. But we're chasing it. And we're chasing it in hopes that when we get it, you know, when you get that, that achievement, that accomplishment, that however, no matter how superficial and shallow it is, you're hoping that, damn. You can finally look in the mirror and say, they like me. They really, really like me. When in actuality, they just like the physique. They're not trying to get to know your likes and dislikes or what type of anime you watch or what type of comic books you're into. They just want to know what the pussy feel like, what it look like, what it smell like, what it tastes like, and what the dick hidden on and what that mouth game do. Other than that, you know, and so that's the other, and then that's the other side of this of this conversation is like the guys who do have the look, you know what I'm saying, the 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 well, the look, quote unquote, that has been deemed as the look for a gay man. A lot of them are oftentimes lonely or even if they're with a guy who looks just like them, it's like again, lack of personality. Like they may try to do little skits and little comedy stuff with their partner or by themselves on TikTok or on Twitter, you know, trying to be funny and show their personality, but there is no personality. Because they have allowed their bodies to be their form of currency and, you know, how they get attention and they've allowed their bodies to be their personality. They've allowed their bodies to be their personality, not them. They've allowed their sexual organs, their physique and everything else to be their personality not, oh, I love you know walks on the beach uh, during the summer evenings. I love to talk about this form of politics. I like history. Oh, I like uh, old school anime. I like x Men or, oh, I like DC. I like the Justice League or whatever the case is. You barely even get that out of them because it's not there. And if they try to force it and fake it, which a lot of them do, that just ends up hurting them even more and hurting you in the long run as you're entertaining them, you know. So it's just it's a double edged sword, you know, like it's it's just who it's it's a double edged sword. Like when I listen to the song Fun Girl by Summer Walker, that shit hits deep for me. Because you just think about how many times somebody has made you feel, they may not have said it, or even if they have said it, you know, but let's go on, let's go with them not saying it. They haven't said anything about your physique, but you could always tell that it's like, yeah, you wish I looked like the guys who you're used to fucking with. But you're fucking with me for whatever reason. And now I'm questioning that every time I'm with you. It's like, damn, is this nigga really for me? Or are you just with me just to pass the time until the person who fits your your ideology of your partner, this fantasy you created in your mind until they come along? Because your projections onto me are not working. It's not making me want to be like, all right, well, let me bust my ass and get in the gym and work out, work out, work out. And let me do this and let me do that. And let me, uh, uh, let me, uh." it's not working on me. So you're just really hanging on to me because that fantasy man that you're waiting for, it's just that you're waiting for him to pop up. And what happens when he doesn't pop up? And now you wake up and you, and nigga, you like 69, 70, 80, and you're lonely, But me, the nigga who you were just holding on to, you know, just for the time being until you found what you were looking for. Now, you know, I'm in a healthy, happy relationship. And while, you know, there may be times where I think about you, I know that I don't want to be with you again because of how you made me feel. And I'm doing way better in life than you're doing. And you're still following me on you know Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram, and all this other stuff, fan base, whatever, and you're seeing my life and you're seeing where I'm going and what I'm doing with my partner who really fucks with me just because of the strength, and you think to yourself, "Damn, thats that could have been me. Why did I treat him like that now? Look at me, I'm old, I'm fat, I'm out of shape, I'm fucked up, can't keep it up worth a damn dependent on fucking Viagra cause the royal honey ain't really working like that like." Shit, I'm fucked out all through my, all through my prospective cities that I've moved and lived in for all of my life. Every other nigga who I done fucked on is in a is either married or in a long term relationship, and they just doing it and doing it and doing it well, bitch. So I just, ooh, I don't know who needed to hear that, but I'm clearly channeling some type of spirits, a good spirit, and some good energy. And I just say that to say again to y'all who are dealing with body dysmorphia, please know that you are not alone, but don't let it rule you and dictate you. Because we've seen time and time again, even from how what's been happening to our women, how Summer Walker used to look versus how she looks now. Little Kim back then versus now. um, And so many others, you know what I'm saying? Who have gone under the knife only to then regret it. But they keep going because it's an addiction. Plastic surgery is, is one of the most highest ranking addictions in this country. And that's due to the media's influence of, oh, you should look like this. And if you don't look like this, you ain't shit, or Your life ain't going to get no better. Da-da-da-da. Chad, I'm pretty sure it's a couple of chicks right now and guys with BBLs who are working security like me. I'm pretty fucking sure. Or who are janitors or customer service clerks or whatever the case is. So it's just like, did your life get any better after that surgery? It didn't. Oh, and you still working at nine to five that you hate? Damn. Hate to see it, bitch. Hate to fucking see it. But I say that to say, man, don't let this shit win. You got to conquer it every time it hits. And as I'm recording this with y'all right now, and it is July 6th, Wednesday, 2022. You know, I'm dealing with somebody dysmorphia, but come the next episode, y'all, I will be in a better space mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. It's just something that just hit me. You know, it's like depression, it hits you out of nowhere. And you just be like, God damn, I was just having the time of my life. We had a time last night. I tell you, we had a time last night. <laughs> Those of y'all who know where that, that, um, that quote is from, hey, shout out to y'all. <laughs> oh, shout out to the black people on TikTok who really make that app worth a damn. But yeah, man, just don't don't let that shit win, and know that you are worth more than your body and your attributes. You know what I'm saying? Your assets, or lack thereof, or however you look. Please know that you are worth more. And if you still able to pull niggas, however you look, if you're skinny like me, if you're you know big like Lizzo, or in between, and you still able to pull motherfuckers, a. Hey, that right there should show you. Niggas ain't just trying to be with you because they trying to see what the what the what the pussy feel like. It's like, yo, they like your personality or whatever the case is or whatever type of relationship y'all got. If it's just a matter of, hey, I'm gonna hit you up when I need some dick. And they're gonna come through for you. Hey, cool. You get your nut, they get theirs, and y'all carry on. You know what I'm saying? So just know that you're gonna conquer this shit, man. Know that you're gonna conquer this shit. Know that you're going to overcome this. Please know that. You are in control at all motherfucking times. Don't let this demon and this spirit control and dictate your life cuz it's not worth it. It's not. You matter so much more than you think. And don't end up making a decision or a decision early on that you later regret. Cuz hell, we've even seen with K Michelle what she's had to go through. With getting her getting the getting the injections removed and getting her ass her literally getting her butt reconstructed, you know, and it's only and and the show that she had, my killer surgery, the stuff like you know the show that she had on air about these women who got these botched surgeries and having to restructure their bodies, you know, you, like no no, there's no telling how many of these men and women because I don't just want to make this a women thing, but how many people maybe missing organs because an organ got infected after a botched surgery or their bodies are fucked up. They're lopsided and they, you know what I'm saying? They've had to get, get, get their bodies redone if they could even afford it. You know, like, it's just like, ain't no telling how many people are fucked up behind trying to chase perfection. As Beyonce said, it pretty hurts. You know, perfection is a disease and we're all infected with it. We're all perfectionists on the low. It's just a matter of you being able to admit that you're a perfectionist. And what are you trying to perfect? Is it something in your career? Is it your your profession? Is it your body? Is it your skin tone? You know, when we talk about skin bleaching, what is it that you're trying to perfect? Why? So it's definitely something that I want people to think about. For real, for real. Because this shit is no joke, man. (laughs) This shit... This shit is no joke, you know. I would hate to to end up, you know, going down that route of the many people, you know. Rather, I I would hate to just go down that route, like a little Kim or, you know, or Summer Walker or the countless others who have gone under the knife and trying to constantly chase something that's that's just fucking you up, you know. So, yeah. I just, um, yeah, man, I just, I send my thoughts and prayers out to all of y'all, including myself, that we will overcome this disease, this sickness, this ailment. We will defeat this spirit of body dysmorphia, and we shall overcome. All right, y'all, because I'm getting deep, like I said, (laughs) but we will be right back after these messages. Peace. Hey, what's up, everybody? Just wanted to remind you again, and thank you all for tuning in to the Royal Hour podcast with your good guy here, Prince Onyx. Please be sure to leave a five star rating and comments and feedback. I love that. But also, more importantly, it helps with pushing me and the show and my royal court, you all and my lovely guests who I have on here from time to time through the algorithm doing that helps all of us win in the grand scheme of things so again thank you for tuning in and be sure to leave a rating and tell a friend to tell a friend and leave a comment we at the royal hour podcast love you guys for that and we thank you and appreciate you all tremendously thank you all righty and let's get back to the show Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx, and I am back and I want to welcome you all back to the Royal Hour podcast. Ayo. So I want to have a conversation that's on the more serious side. And before getting into that, I just want to say this episode may be a short one just because, you know what, this week again has been a really slow news week. I mean, I may talk about some stuff that did happen this week next week or whatever the case is um or i may talk about it before i get on up get on up out of here who knows but i want to talk about hard drug use in the black lgbtqia community specifically among black gay men and it's because of a tweet that came from this guy um on twitter i i davy his name's davy and he was talking about how this guy came over to his place and before they got down and dirty in other words before the before the dude sucked his dick because i'm just gonna be graphic fuck it before the dude sucked his dick the guy literally went and lit up his crack pipe he did crack came back and came back into the dude into davy's house sucked it gave him the, the best head he ever had and yeah that was pretty much it and my thing is just like nico has shared in his stated rather in his video on the same topic some things don't need to be shared all the time i feel like with the internet niggas feel like they need to share every fucking thing like you could have kept that to yourself that you let a crackhead suck your dick and while yes a lot of dudes swore up and down that, oh i never fucked with anybody who's a drug addict i'm pr- look if you are on these on if you're on jacked if you're on grinder if you're on scruff bgc if you are on tinder all through the hours of the night, you know, the witching hour, you're going to come across niggas who are definitely high and looking to fuck. Licking, l- looking, <laughs> licking, looking to lick, whatever the case is, looking to get fucked, suck some dick, whatever the case is, get the ass ate, whatever. You are looking, f- like whatever you come across, that's the time when they are out. But drug use when it comes to the more heavier substances like crack and coke, which are literally a part of the same crack family, uh, you know, crack pipe family tree. Uh, meth, a.k.a. Tina, a.k.a. Uh, well, crystal meth, a.k.a. Tina, a.k.a. Ice. Uh, Molly, which is a smaller form of meth. Uh, heroin, whatever the case is, you know, shit, even alcoholics, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever or shit, guys who are doing G, which is like it's a basically it's a date rape drug and ketamine which is horse tranquilizer and it's just, and apparently a lot of the artsy niggas uh, artsy gay motherfuckers do that shit i'm look i'm an artsy gay i just do weed and i'm about to start doing shrooms that's it for me and of course i have a nice little drink every now and again but to do ketamine to where like it literally have leaves your body numb anything could happen to you like I think people don't really understand the severity of this shit and we shy away from having this conversation and then, when, again, when Davy was firing back at everybody on Twitter talking about, oh, but y'all be sleeping with crackheads don't even fucking know it and da-da-da-da-da and there's a difference between crack and coke. Davy, no the fuck there's not. There's not a difference between crack and coke, sir. They're literally, as I just fucking stated, a part of the same crack pipe family tree. The problem with these hard drugs is that the first time someone does them, They're trying to chase that high from the first time they did it because crack, coke, heroin, ketamine, G, whatever the case is, these things alter your mind to the point where you are far gone. Physically, you're here in this dimension with us, but mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, you're in the the fifth dimension, the sixth dimension. You're you're in a dimension that people don't even know about. Even witches and warlocks and practitioners don't even fucking know about the shit. You're that far gone. And what can end up happening now, I'm getting spiritual, fuck it, but we're going to wake it up, is that entities and, and spirits and being could possibly be possessing you. Or hell, another form of you could be possessing you in this dimension. Who knows? You're channeling from different avenues. But it's like, you know, oftentimes it's just like, why is it that this is so prevalent? Because it used to be where everybody just knew that meth and all those hard drugs, yeah, that was for the white gays. But now it's been a quiet epidemic within the black community. And a lot of you niggas who are on it are aging like zombies. And y'all are aging like milk and not like fine wine. You're aging like milk. And you could have a guy who's 27 like myself and he looks like he's 67. Fifty-five, whatever the case is. Not saying that 55 is old per se if you take care of yourself, but they're looking very wrinkled and old. It's like people who do dark magic. You're going to start looking like your work eventually versus people who are working in more in the light and doing stuff like prosperity and money working and healing and stuff like that. They're going to look exactly like their work in a positive sense. And so... You know i think about this episode of um, of law and order svu where this gay for pay porn star he had got raped and uh, uh i see character finn was talking and he was saying he was breaking it down because he his character has a gay son and his gay son has put him on to like what's happening in the gay community and about why you know gay men use drugs and a lot of it is just to have sex but it's also to escape their, you know, the harsh reality of homophobia and to make them, you know, just, just, it's it's just to send you into a space where you can be free of judgment, you know what I'm saying? But it's oftentimes used just to have sex, to relax you, to calm you, you know what I'm saying? And don't get it twisted. I've had sex high before off some edibles, you know, and it was amazing. And I'm soon about to have sex off of shrooms. I'm being transparent with y'all. But those are substances that don't, that are not fatal. But when you mix something like shrooms and ketamine together, you're 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 going to die. When you mix Viagra and ketamine, you're going to die. When you mix royal honey and coke, you will in the grand, the long term, you will die. Like I will never forget this video that has circulated on Twitter. You know, again, you know, Twitterverse. A, a video of these two dudes fucking. It was two black men, but it was the fact that both of them were slobbing and drooling on top of each other and literally foaming at the mouth. They literally looked like zombies fucking each other, and people were like, "What the fuck is going on?" And folks in the con- and the replies were like, "Hey, these niggas is off meth. They rolling off of this. They rolling off of that because guys have been in situations where niggas have pulled out a crack pipe, a meth pipe, the spoon, lit the shit up, injected themselves." And if you've ever been around somebody who has lit up some heroin or some crack in a spoon, or you know lit it up in a spoon and shot it into a needle, the odor that it gives off is so strong and pungent and just pungent and so disgusting that there's no way that anybody really can still be aroused and still be like, yeah, I'm gonna stick my dick in this nigga, even though he just shot up with heroin. Yeah, I'm gonna stick. Yeah, I'm gonna let this crackhead suck my dick, even though he just did that. It's like I don't give a fuck about the fact that the guy did the shit outside your apartment, and then came back in. It's the fact that you went ahead with it, which, hey, you know what? Whatever floats your boat and helps you stroke, it's fine. But you went along with it, and then you... You felt bold enough to talk about it on Twitter, but then want to clap back at every fucking body. It's like, bitch, did you think you was not gonna get dragged? You, shit, fuck it, you dumbass. Did you think you was not gonna get you? Cause I don't got no loyalty to that nigga. He could block me for all I give a fuck. I don't care. Like, did you really think that you was not gonna get backlash, my nigga? Like in the words of Remy Ma, are you dumb? Gotta be. Gotta fucking be, because it's like, again, some shit we can take to our graves, my nigga. Some shit it's all right to take to our graves. And the reason why I'm speaking so passionate about this shit is because I have seen what hardcore drugs have done to people, just like I had told a friend of mine who kept trying to excuse that shit, and I, had to, and I almost beat the fuck out of him when we met up one time, because it's like, you know what? You don't get it. Alcohol can fuck you up in the long term. Crack. One time doing crack. You're fucked after that because you're, you're trying to chase that fucking high. Like drug addicts are criminalized and black drug addicts are criminalized more than white drug addicts. A judge is not going to look at you as a black drug addict and a a, a drug addict that's a sex worker and think, hmm, let me give you rehab instead of prison time. No, you're going to go to prison versus the white mothers, the white girlies who go to fucking rehab, get themselves clean somewhat. But then they end up right back on that shit and end up getting fucked down to the damn Fire Island orgy every fucking year. And their life goes right back down the shitter. But then again, because they're white and they got the privilege, they can get the fucking help that they need. And I've seen what crack has done to my fucking family because one of my uncles, fuck it, this is a moment of transparency. One of my uncles did drugs with R. Kelly's older brother who's in prison. So, and granted, he's clean now, my uncle, and I'm thankful for that. But when he was doing the drugs and I was a child and I didn't know what was going on with my uncle, he stole from me one time and I held on to that shit for dear God. And I finally let it go once me and him had spoke. I never bought it up during our conversation when, you know, when he had got clean and got himself together. But it was, it was something in my spirit that was like, you know what? He's doing better for himself. Let that shit the fuck go. So excuse my passion that may come off as me being angry or unhinged. I don't give a fuck how that sounds and how it comes off. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. So whether it's Davey or anybody else who wants to get mad at me for saying what the fuck I'm saying, suck my fucking dick. Oh, wait, I forgot. I don't do crack, so you probably won't. Any fucking way. We need to really have a conversation about this shit, y'all. We need to really create groups, self-help, help help groups, whatever, therapy groups, self-help groups, whatever, really be in community and help those who are struggling, who are trying to escape from, you know, from life as we know it who are trying to, like, just feel something, who are trying to feel alive because something has happened in their life that has ripped them and drained them of their life. Like, like these drugs are killing. We're, like, literally, it's like another form of the AIDS epidemic, except instead of a sexually transmitted disease, it's the, it's the war on drugs, the black gay edition. And because we are already black, No one's gonna give a fuck, but if you are white and your name is Tom and you 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 live in fucking Naperville, Illinois, or you live in Lincoln Park, which is a neighborhood here in Chicago, Illinois, like you know you'll get help if you're on opioids, if you're on meth, if you're on whatever, you will get help because of your skin, your complexion for protection, your access to privilege. But when you are you know when you're Keyshawn from the fuck from motherfucking South Shore. Who's dealing with an addiction to meth as well as a sex addiction, which, you know, motherfuckers really swear up and down that there's no such thing as sex addiction. And, oh, that's just a homophobic agenda to try to shame you for having it for being sexually liberated. No, that's not what it is. There are literally people who have been sex addicts who got healed from that shit and got helped from that shit because every single day of their life, they couldn't function and operate without fucking nonstop. Like I know we 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 say we like to fuck all day and fuck all night, but it's like yo, eventually your body all that wear and tear to your body and what you are opening up yourself to, what the fuck? Like I just I for the life of me, I just can't understand it. I know we don't wanna yuck someone's yum, but here's the thing. If you will snort poppers, which ain't no better either, hell, doing poppers in Viagra, you will die. Doing poppers in ketamine, you will die. You know, you you will snort coke. And if you're going to let a crackhead suck your dick, all right, fine. But better yet, don't tell nobody. Or just tell your close friends. Text the group chat. But don't tell the public and then get mad when motherfuckers is like, ill Because, yo, what the fuck? What the fuck? I mean, I'm sorry, but some of these yums need to be yucked. Because what the fuck? Some of these yums need to be yucked. Because what the fuck? Seriously. It's like, I swear, we are just falling more and more into chaos and descending so far into debauchery where right is wrong and wrong is is some motherfucking how right. And I'm fucking tired. I'm tired. And I'm sure the rest of y'all are tired, too. And if you know somebody personally who has dealt with hardcore drug abuse and alcohol addiction and, you know, alcoholism and sex addiction, you know what that is like to see them become a former shell of themselves to see them deteriorating like one sign of heavy meth use for example to, you know tooth decay motherfuckers out here who had beautiful smiles losing that shit their face is looking sunk 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 in more and more like they're in a sunken place but there's no teacup but there's definitely a spoon and a needle and the the little rope to tie around your arm and a lighter So it's just like, you know, and again, going back to poppers, because I've glanced over that with poppers, long term usage of that can lead to blindness, lead to brain damage, and ultimately death. So for the popper girlies who was like, oh, I just do this, da 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 da, bitch, your ass gonna die too, Molly. Molly, you in danger, bitch. Like, your ass gonna die too and i I just feel like people are not really taking this shit serious because they it 's that live fast die young mentality. We are not immortal as much as we think. Maybe if Adam and Eve had ate from it had had the chance to also eat from the tree of immortality of the tree of life that would have granted them immortality, maybe we would be immortal. But God kicked them out of the Garden of Eden before they could eat out of that tree because he planted multiple trees in the Garden of Eden. there was the tree of knowledge which you know Eve ate from. And there was the tree of life. And if her and Adam would have gotten to that tree in enough time, who knows? Maybe we could be immortal. Maybe we can be immune to these diseases so that you wouldn't have motherfuckers out here thinking they can cure themselves of AIDS via a Dr. Sebi diet. You know, I just... <sighs> yeah, man, it's just, it's fucking crazy, yo. Because it's so many, so many lives have been lost to these, to these hardcore drugs And it's something that we just are, we are afraid to talk about. And I want to know why, like, why are we afraid? We're, We're afraid to talk about that. We're afraid to talk about testing and statuses and getting tested and getting on prep and knowing your status. It's like, here's the thing. When I go get tested, for example, yes, I'm always nervous, even though I'm on prep and I've only been having sex with one person, but even just with one person, shit can still happen. My nigga, shit can still fucking happen. So it's just. Ugh, I just hate how we are. We have allowed homophobia to have us in such a chokehold to where we really don't really value ourselves like we portray and pretend to do online. You got a lot of the niggas who be like, oh, hashtag ho is life. But if you ask them when's the last time they get test- they got tested, they get so upset and they block you. I remember when two sex workers were going back and forth because one nigga literally just came from having a cabin powwow with five to six other niggas. And it was all raw. So no condom in sight. But then you want to hit up the nigga who you fucked before. And y'all had unprotected sex. And he was like, bro, you've been sexually active recently. Go get tested. And then we can link up after I know your results, because that right there even shows that it's like, bro, are any of the sex workers, the gay black sex workers on PrEP? Because it seem the narrative has seemed to become that a lot of y'all are not on it, but y'all may be in advertisements for it on the apps and doing you know and again and do, you know doing ad deals and being you know photo you know photographed in, in these ads about getting on prep and doing this that and the third. But in reality, a lot of y'all are not on it. You know you can get on that shit for practically free, depending on the state and the healthcare and the insurance and everything else. And if you don't have insurance, they can you damn near can get on that. You can practically not even damn near you. Pra- practically can get on it for free. So it's just like, yo, it's seeming like a lot of the girls are not on prep and y'all need to be. And prep is not just for the gays. It's for every fucking body. If you're out here fucking and sucking and licking and eating, whatever, you know, hey, it's for you, too. And it it helps to prevent you from contracting HIV. It does not prevent you from catching crabs, lice, chlamydia, herpes, syphilis, or gonorrhea. That you have to still protect yourself from because niggas and hoes be lying out here. A lot of these niggas ain't shit, but hoes with dicks any fucking way. Yeah, y'all. In in short, we need to just really have a conversation about this shit and stop being afraid because this shit is deadly. And this shit, this epidemic, I'm telling y'all, we are literally about to start. We are about to really start seeing the effects of this shit in the next maybe two to five years. As if we don't have enough shit going on in this country already with them trying to start a civil war, which is a, a whole nother conversation, maybe for another episode. But I will talk to y'all right after these messages, child, because God fucking damn it. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder once again. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating and a comment and tell a friend to tell a friend. Because when this show grows, so do you as the royal court. So I want to thank y'all again for tuning in. And just give a friendly reminder to be sure that you are sharing with your friends, your family, your lovers. Hell, your one-off, jump-off, whatever the case is. And let them know the royal hour is the place to be and the podcast you want to listen to. And now back to the show. Hey, you guys! What's going on? And welcome back to the Royal Hour podcast with your good guy here, Prince Onyx. So I'm gonna do this little tea bit, and then we are definitely gonna go ahead and wrap up today's show. So, uh, as it comes to Doja Cat and old boy who plays, damn, what the fuck? Who plays Will? Off of Stranger Things and the whole situation where he exposed the DM of where she was asking about old boy who plays Eddie on this recent season of Stranger Things because she was trying to hook up with him. Doja Cat, listen. Yes, in one way you are the victim of this, you know, of your privacy being invaded, and maybe you should have, not even maybe, yes, you should have told him, Hey, keep this between us, and he would have most likely not have screenshotted it and then posted it. However, him being a white 17-year-old boy in America, he'll be all right. Ain't nobody finna blackball him as people was trying to make it seem like, oh, he gonna have some trouble in his career and people gonna look at him like he's not trustworthy. Blah blah blah, blah. It's like, look, it ain't that damn deep. It's not that skin deep. She should have let him know, hey, keep this between us. But then the whole time, allegedly she dating some French dude, and she been dating him for the past couple of months, and it was even somebody screen recorded a live she had did, where she was literally like looking off to the camera and told whoever, which was him, to put a towel over his head and, and in order to walk through behind the uh, couch, you know, behind her or whatever, and he, before he walked completely off the camera with the towel over his head, he took the, the towel down and was laughing. So it's like, girl, your your privacy gets invaded on a regular, from what it seems like. So And it's like, you know, if you want to hook up with oh boy i think his name is i believe his name is joseph quinn who played eddie on you know this recent season of stranger things girl hook up with him i mean it's hollywood girl if you want to be polyandry you know polyandry poly polygamous whatever the case is you want to be non-monogamous girl do your thing but it's like if people are seeing you with this french dude then you trying to sneak and get with joseph quinn on the low it's making you look messy and then on top of that you talking to a whole teenager trying to get you to hook him up hook you up with joseph quinn when it's like girl you talking about oh i don't know if he has a twitter or instagram so i don't know if he has a dm or not Sweetie, it a one Google search would have helped you. But then on top of that, you couldn't have spoke to your agent or manager and been like, hey, you know, um, do you know so-and-so's agent or manager, you know, or PR person? You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of these situationships and relationships in Hollywood are set up by PR teams and shit like that. Now, that's not to say that the, the couples don't end up really loving each other behind the scenes after, you know, being together for publicity for each, each other's career. It's just that in the same breath, a lot of times, a lot of this shit is fake. You know what I'm saying? But for the ones that are real, it's like, hey, they get it because it's a business. Marriage is a business. And even fuck it, dating to us to an extent is a business. And maybe I'll explore that later with a couple of folks on dating being a, on dating, also being a business, because, you, you know, when we say date up, it's like you want to date somebody who's doing as good as you, if not a little bit better than you. And that helps you to upgrade yourself and, you know, update yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you don't want to be you don't want to be some CEO of a Fortune 500 company and you're dating, you know, the, the guy from the hood or the guy from the neighborhood who is, you know, still slinging drugs or who is a, well shit an elementary school teacher some people are shallow like that um or you know dating a janitor or shit like that you know what i'm saying you don't want to feel like you're dating below your means in a sense if that makes any sense for y'all out there you know but yeah that i just wanted to talk about that a little tad bit because i was just like ain't no way in hell this girl is really i get that she's upset it's just sweetheart in the same breath in the same breath you the one who reached out to him. He's a 17 year old. Like if we've learned anything from Jules, Solange's son and the mess that's been going on with him via, you know, the DMs and everything that's been leaked from by his friends, you know, online. It's like, yo, know, these teenagers, especially the, the famous ones, but teenagers in general are messy like that. And he didn't think it was that serious. He thought it was a joke that, you know, this mega pop star wants to date um one of his co-stars from this recent season of the show that he's on. You know what I'm saying? Now, maybe in the future, he'll understand privacy. You know, maybe somebody, hopefully his parents or some adult, talk to him and let him know, hey, don't go doing that type of shit in the future because you know, you would, how would you feel if your privacy was invaded? Because I'm gonna be honest with you, like, because we all are speculating that his character on the show may be gay, but then some folks will be like, well, damn, is you gay in real life? You know, shit like that. So it's like, hey, you don't want your, your privacy invaded, so don't invade other people's privacy. And, you know, yes, it does come off very snakeish and very much like you know weasel like as doja was saying well she said the snake part i added the weasel part but it does come out very snakeish because it's like well damn dude can any any of your co-stars trust you with information or are you going to like show their dms as well you know so it's a very peculiar case you know i had to dip my toe into the negro twilight zone one time for the one time for y'all but other than that we are going to go ahead and get on up out of here and i will talk to y'all next time but be sure that you are sticking around For the new intro that I recorded, if y'all haven't heard it already, which y'all should have. But, you know, be sure to check, (laughs) be sure to stick around for that part where I will let y'all know where y'all can find little old me. All right. We will be right back. And I'm wishing you guys a wonderful weekend going into the beautiful next week. Peace out, y'all. Hey guys, what's going on? I just wanted to let you guys know before we get on up out of here with your good guy here, Prince Onyx, I just want to let you lovely people know where you can find me. So if you are in the TikTok streets, you can find me at Prince of the Go. That is P-R-I-N-C-E o-f-t-h-e-g-o and the go is short for chicago or you can just simply type in prince onyx and i will pop up now that same name i just gave you prince of the go you can also find me under that same moniker over at instagram you know trying to keep in tune with the whole prince royalty background you know the brand (laughs) and you can also find me under my second instagram prince of gotham with the number one and gotham like you know gotham city you know in case you guys haven't put Put two and two together, comic book reference, and you guys can also find me at fanbase Prince Onyx, and you can also find me on these Twitter streets prince onyx world now that after you spell out prince the onyx is o-n-y-x all capitalized and world is spelled w-r-l-d so it's world minus the o and that is all capitalized as well so be sure that you are following me and keeping to up, up to date with me and stay in touch with me as i want to hear from you lovely people and other than that we will go ahead and get on up out of here so i love you guys lots and let me know your thoughts on this recent episode until we meet again peace Oh, and how could I forget? You can also find me on YouTube, Prince Onyx. Hello, come on out. I'm definitely trying to keep this brand going and going and going and going. Not even trying. I am keeping this brand going. But again, I just want you guys to know where you guys can find me. All right, talk to you later. Peace.